coffee and your Bible. March the 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2023, and this is Daybreak Live with the Nesbitts. It's the fan that we've got to turn off. Amen. Good morning. We're going to sing a song, uh, and uh, this song is written from the scripture 139.7. Go ahead and read it. Psalm 139.7 says, Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there, your hands shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me.
I don't know if you guys have ever heard that song. It's from a band called Third Day. Don't hear nothing out of them anymore, but man, when God first really got a hold of me and filled me with the Spirit, that was a band that the Lord used to really help me a lot. Third Day. All right. Praise the name of Jesus. Good morning. Hallelujah. Okay, we're going to jump into the Scriptures. We're in Proverbs. The book of Proverbs, chapter 1, verse 7 is where we got to today. And uh, we just want to praise God for His goodness and His mercy and His grace on this Thursday. God is so good. Okay, so Proverbs, we've basically just been doing the introduction of Proverbs. Now, what is interesting is, and I, I know I hadn't talked about this at all, but the Proverbs, these, these statements are of wisdom and practical life application are really mostly in the middle of the book. A lot of the Proverbs are. The first, like chapters 1 through 9, really is like a, a plea to a son, uh, like letters to a son. You know, we will get to that. We may, uh, probably will get to that before this morning's over. But we got to verse 7. We've just been in the introduction. We have talked about how that Solomon, the wisdom of Solomon, and Solomon was is considered the wisest man that ever was. Uh, so one of the things I've said before is as far as the flesh and the enemy that we battle, the wisest man that ever lived, Solomon, seems like he was took down by pride. And the strongest man that ever lived, Samson, was took down by Christ, like the strongest man and the wisest man. And still, there is none good, not one. And that's why we need Jesus, the only true, sinless, uh, wisest man that ever lived, right? But but yet, Solomon is considered the hub or the starting place. Are you are you okay? Oh, What's that? Oh, okay. Well, plug it in. Okay, excuse me. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, Brother Charles. That wasn't affecting me right then, but it would have been in just a moment. Uh, where was I? Solomon is like the hub of wisdom literature. I mean, it's thought of, when you think of wisdom, you think of Solomon. You see, the Proverbs are the words of Solomon, the Proverbs of Solomon. That's how we begin. It's so that we may receive wisdom and instruction in our life. We talked about that. Now, when we get to verse 7, this is going to seem like, uh, maybe it, it could seem like a contradiction to what I said yesterday, but it's actually not a contradiction because you can use words in different forms. And I've been talking about knowledge but I've been talk, talking about knowledge with the aspect of gaining, just gaining raw information. And then, so we have talked about how knowledge and wisdom was different. Okay. And so with that being said, uh, uh, knowledge and wisdom are different. But when we get to verse seven, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. So you might go, well, that's knowledge is a good thing, and it is a good thing here. But the context of what Solomon is saying here 
means wisdom. Now, how do we know this? Well, we know it by more than one way. First, look at this. It says he's using he's using knowledge in the sense of wisdom or knowledge and instruction, uh, which is another a good way that you can use the word knowledge. And knowledge is good anyway. We just said knowledge and wisdom, or that is the obtaining of information in this information age. Just because you have information doesn't mean we're going to use it wisely. And that's what we talked about yesterday. And now, but the knowledge he's talking about, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. This is good knowledge. This is knowing things and understanding things that is akin to wisdom. And we know that from this verse itself. Look at that. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So it tells us that he's using knowledge here the word is used, talking about wisdom and instruction, that kind of knowledge, good knowledge. This isn't the only place we see this, and I went ahead and, and marked a few places. And uh, so I'm going to turn the, to Job 28, 28. If you want to write these down, here's another place. Job 28, 28 says, And to man he said, Behold the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. So what we're trying to do is kind of get a hold of what does he mean, the, the fear of the Lord. And here in Job it says, and to, and he connects it, to depart from evil is understanding. Okay, let's go to the next place, Psalm 111.10. Psalm 111.10 says it this way. Psalm 111.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, a good understanding have all those who do His commandments. His praise endures forever. Praise the Lord. So then in 28.28, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and it's attached with it is, Depart from evil. In Psalm 111.10, the fear of the Lord's beginning of wisdom, blessed are they who do his commandments. Okay? So there's a connection with doing the right thing with the fear of the Lord. There's a connection with doing what God expects, keeping his commandments that's connected with the fear of the Lord. And, of course, one more we'll go to here in Proverbs itself. In uh, Proverbs 9... Verse 10 says this, Proverbs 9, verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. This is where it starts, right? The knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Okay, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So I read those. Let's go back to the text and let's talk about it now in Bible study. So, the fear of the Lord, what's he, what's he mean when he says fear of the Lord? Well, he doesn't mean a cowering, begging uh, fear in that sense. What this is actually talking about is a reverence. It is a, it's a, like, if you look up the Hebrew word, and I did before I went live, I looked up the Hebrew word to make sure that I was right, but it, it, it means a reverence, a moral reverence. The fear of the Lord, the Hebrew word that's used there means morally reverent. Now, the text that I just read to you bear that definition out. 
because that's connected. Fear of the Lord means depart from evil. Fear of the Lord means keeps God's commandments. The fear of the Lord means understanding the realm. So I would say it this way. Fear of the Lord is the starting point. This is, this is where we begin. How do we begin? We begin with uh, a reverence that the creature has for the creator. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So the creature has a reverence for the creator. Okay, you, I know I didn't make myself. I didn't create myself. So what am I doing here? And then you look at, you behold, that's one of the reasons I sang that song this morning, why I was moved for that, because I was thinking about creation. I was thinking about how creation declares God, that, that it speaks in a language. Matter of fact, I want to read that verse. That is Psalm 19. So I'm turning back to Psalm 19 now, and I want you to listen to this. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Well, now listen to this. Day unto day utters speech. Every day the sun comes up, and every evening the sun goes down, it's speaking it's talking. It utters speech. Night unto night reveals knowledge. So, you know, you stand at night, you walk out in your yard, and you look up, and you behold the stars, and you look at the majesty of the heavens, and it declares the glory of God, and it speaks. It's saying something. What's it saying? You look, whether you go to the Grand Canyon or you go up to the Smoky Mountains, huh? or you stand on the side of the ocean and you behold the ocean and the waves coming in and you look at the cliffs, it's saying something. And matter of fact, here in, in Psalm 19, it says, there is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. It's like this speaks in a language that everybody can get. It doesn't matter if you speak Urdu or uh, Spanish or Hebrew or English. Everybody that walks out and beholds the creation, the creations declare and speaks a message. Line has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. Now, going back to Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It's, it's that a creature, Benjamin Franklin said this. Benjamin Franklin said, the two greatest days in a person's life is the day they were born and the day they figure out why. <laughs> why was I born? Who am I? What am I doing here? Who am I? What am I doing here? You know, you walk outside, you're like, whoa. And here's what... This is where wisdom begins, is the creature beholding creation and having a reverence, a reverence, a moral reverence for the creator and saying, well, I didn't create myself. Who am I? What am I doing here? This is where it begins. Asking questions, by the way, is a good thing. It's a very good thing. Did not we read yesterday that a wise man will hear and will increase learning, right? A wise man hears and increases learning. It, here, questions are good. Uh, 
and we need to ask questions. And so fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It, it's talking about that, that revelation that happens as I behold creation. And this reverence comes up from my God and says, there is an order to everything. You behold animals, the, the animal kingdom. You, it doesn't matter what you look at. You go, there's an order. There's a brilliance. And only a fool would look at that and say, oh, it all created itself. <laughs> right? The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Scripture bears that out. But it's like, you know, and, and, and nobody does that normally. You don't look at a car and go, oh, that car just put itself together. You know, it just came together. Nobody does that. And how is it that you look at something more complex than anything that we create, anything that man can create? And man, by the way, can create some very complex stuff. God has put within man the ability to do some magnificent things and to create magnificent things. That, that's the truth. And I can look at creations, I can look at creations of what I would call geniuses that have lived on this earth and look at the things they created. That's how Herod the Great got his title, Herod the Great, because he was such a mighty builder. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was wondering, I, I was a little caught up having some technical difficulties this morning. Uh, my bad, but did you go to Romans at all? I haven't yet. No. Okay, so are you going there? Well, go ahead. Okay, so um, in Romans um, 1, where did I, where was I? Oh, there you go. For his discipline, <laughs> his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world. That's right. In the things that have been made. Right, exactly. So they are without excuse. For it's, although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks then, to him, but they gave, they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Exactly. Claiming to be wise, they became they foolish. Became exactly. Foolish. And that's what that is, declaring that that the majesty, the, the complexity of God is clearly seen in the creation. Right. And we're supposed to behold the creation and go, God, you are mad. Now, you do that. I do that. I, I mean, I, I, I can watch the sun come up or watch the sun go down. And actually, it's not going up or down. We're just rotating, right? But we watch this. We look at the stars. We look. Matter of fact, I can see a storm coming. I hear the thunder rolling, see the lightning, and it, and I just feel close to God. I'm like, God, you're awesome. I look at the ocean. I say, God, you're awesome. Look at the mountains. God, you're awesome. This is what this is the beginning of knowledge, right? This is where it begins. A proper proper reverence that the creature owes the Creator is what the fear of the Lord is talking about. And I would say that the redeemed owe to the Redeemer. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. That the redeemed owe a, a reverence, a moral reverence and awe to our Redeemer. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Let me look at the time. Okay, let's go ahead and read the next verse, and I want to make a couple of comments, and then we'll cut off from today and come back tomorrow. 
Verse 8. Or, or what Lisa just read, the part B of verse 7 was, but fools despise wisdom and instruction, goes exactly along what Lisa was bringing out in Romans chapter 1. Verse 8 says, My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother. And for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. This is a beautiful thing, but a sad thing as I read it. If you know much about the story of Solomon, and, and so I'll, I'll close just talking about the irony of reading this. My son. So this is like Solomon is pleading with his son. Now, Solomon had 700 wives, 300 concubines. <laughs> Don't sound very wise, does it? And in that, only one record of a child left behind that we know of, a son. And his name, I put his name down here this morning, his name was Rehoboam. And guess what? Rehoboam was a fool. I mean, boy, was he a fool. And in it, there's just an irony when I read verse 8. It says, my son, hear the words of you. Listen to the instruction of your father. And listen to your mother. And I think about the only son on record, and I'm not saying by any means that was his only son, but I'm saying the only son that we're left in the scripture we're, we're told about is Rehoboam. And Rehoboam was the son that took over after him that was just, had no, it seemed like he had no wisdom. And to have the wisdom of his father, he rejected the wisdom of his father. And so as I move into these, as we move into this, where he's saying, my son, What's a father want his son to do? He wants to pour wisdom into his son so that his son doesn't make a lot of the mistakes that he had made, right? And that's one and 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 what this scripture shows us too is both father and mother. Scriptures are declaring pour in wisdom to their children. And it is wise to listen to your mother and your father. Nobody loves you like your mama and daddy. Can I get an amen? Mm -hmm. Well, in most cases. In most cases. Well, and, and I started. This, these are general truths. They're not universal laws. Remember that. I probably need to say that ever so often. These are not universal laws. Sometimes there are really not good fathers and mothers that are not wise. But gener this is the general truth. Do you have something you want to say? Well, and it, the, the scripture said, honor your father and do the only commandment with a promise. Honor your father and mother that your days on the earth may be long. Amen. We're promised long life if we honor mom and dad. I remember we talked that to our kid and uh, our oldest, Kayla. She was little. She was a little girl. And uh, how old was that person? Honey, it was your granny. It was my granny. Granny Blossom. She was in a nursing home. She was like way up there. <laughs> yeah, in her 90s. And uh, our, our oldest, she's 31 now. But... She was just a little girl. She goes, she must have really honored her mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Amen. Well, thanks for being here this morning. I hope you get something out of this. Please remember to type in questions. That doesn't mean I can answer them, but I got Charles here with me, and I got my wife on the other side, and I got my kid. Maybe we can, we can shoot at an answer. We'll do our best to answer. If we can, we'll answer it. I uh, love to receive questions, and feel free to do that. Okay? 
Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing and being part of this. And you guys, some of you guys that listen to this on podcast, uh, remember you can contact us as well. Feel free to contact us as well. All right. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. We'll get off here today. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right. Love you, saints of God. I'll see you, Lord willing, in the morning. Bye.